uh, Dave Stevens here at Radio Row. You know, when you're one man bandit, sometimes nobody's perfect with the technology, but we got it fixed. And uh, the next guest that I have is you may not have heard of him, but you have heard about the events he's been at, the things he's involved with, charity work that he's done. And it seems to be like everybody here at the NFL knows him, anybody who's who knows him. Uh, but I'm going to bring in Mike Dempsey. Mike, thanks for joining us here on Radio Row. And, uh, you know, rather than me try to explain your 45-minute story, if you could just kind of <laughs> condense it and tell people what you've done, where you've been, and why you're involved in an event like the Super Bowl. Well, that's a challenge for me, but I'm from Brooklyn, so we talk fast. I could try to get it all in, but uh, I'll tell you why I'm here. NFL alumni, Carolina's chapter member, um, but I actually was a 9-11 survivor uh, six years later after I was done with the Buccaneers, and uh, that transformed my life uh, into a world of philanthropy, helping others. Uh, from my experience on September 11th at the World Trade Center, and to where I'm at now, and I actually had the unfortunate coincidence of being in Las Vegas, uh, Mandalay Bay, during the shooting in 2017. So I had that experience on top of that. So a lot of the philanthropy work I do is to help out other uh, folks who have had similar experiences. But I do a lot of charity work, and I help out my NFL alumni chapters to Johnny Damon Foundation. I'm all over the place, but the reason I'm also here this week is to promote a boxing match that I am doing at the grand age of 50 years old, getting a ring with Jerry Cooney, hopefully on June 17th. It's Jerry Cooney does a charity called YCS. It's Youth Consultation Services, and it promotes, uh, helps underprivileged kids in New Jersey uh, really get a better life. These kids are from broken homes. Jerry mentors them. I've come to the event for many years, and this is the 40th anniversary of Larry Holmes and Jerry Cooney, uh, fight of the century for people yeah. who aren't old yeah. enough like us to remember that fight. Uh, Holmes got Jerry in the 13th round, but Jerry put on a hell of a show, and it became best friends afterwards. And my trainer is a guy named Irish Mickey Ward. Uh, it's 20th anniversary of the Mickey Ward Gatti trilogy, which was one of the best fights in boxing history. Um, so Mickey's going to be there to support me. He's been training with me virtually pretty much through the pandemic, but I've done some work with him in Lowell, Massachusetts, and I feel like I'm ready for to hopefully stand on my feet for three rounds and uh, survive. I just want to go to distance like Rocky. It's not about winning or losing. It's about going to distance. I don't know if Adrian's going to be there for me at the end of the fight, but we'll see. All right. Well, hey, I hope you stand on your feet because I can't, so I can't be in your corner for that. <laughs> All right. But, uh, you know, Mike, you know, you've touched so many worlds, but your own world, and, and that's why you're here with us on Ability Media today, it's a very personal struggle that you go with through as a father. Yeah. And it's something, you know, I have three beautiful sons that are as normal as you can other than fighting and, you know, doing the things they do. But you're in a different world and a different situation. If you could talk a little bit about your daughter and what you have to deal with and, and yeah. what you're doing to help. Yeah, Kelly, my my 19-year-old, has uh, Asperger's, and uh, it's been a struggle as a dad. I've had to become an advocate for her, um, very vocal advocate, a uh, guy who will go up to school and have to uh, fight for her to get the uh, th things she needs to, uh, and she's in college now, doing great. I've had to be an advocate for her to give her everything that she needs to learn life skills, and it's a process that evolves every day. I learn new things every day with Kelly. And she's doing tremendous. We had a podcast, actually, like you have, for two years. It was called Dads and Daughters. I brought both my girls on the show. And we would focus on these kind of topics around how to help uh, special needs kids with Down syndrome. And uh, Kelly's very involved with Tim Tebow. He's a friend of yours, too. Yeah. And we have a very common connection with Mr. Tebow and Night to Shine. And Kelly became an ambassador for Night to Shine. And Tim at his golf outing. And we developed a wonderful relationship. So Kelly is... Uh, 
is really great. Um, big part of my world, and I try to bring her with me. But this week, she's not a football fan. <clears throat> she's a cheerleader. She loves cheerleading. Uh, football's not her thing, so I didn't bring her to L.A., but maybe next year in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, my home state. And, and Mike, you know, you're you're kind of like Forrest Gump of our generation yeah. because you've touched in a little bit of everything. You've, you you play in Yankee old-timers games, yeah, which I, how the heck did something like that happen? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Brian Doyle. So he's a 1970 yeah, series. filled Yankee in in 77 and had that brief yeah, moment, and that was, it. and that yeah. was it. But Brian Doyle has uh, Parkinson's. Uh, he's been suffering for six years. I'm very close to Brian Doyle and his family. And we do Brian Doyle Day at, during Old Times Day weekend in Scranton. And I just said to the guys, hey, if you need – I had an old Yankee uniform. If you need a pinch runner, I'm your guy. So what happens, I show up to the uh, on the game day. Brian gives me a jersey, and he says, Mike, you're playing today because some of the other guys, they played Old Times Day in Yankee Stadium the day before. They didn't want to go out two days in a row. So I said, I'm your guy. So I didn't think – I thought I'd pinch run. Um, and then at the second inning, Gene Stickmichael was going to get up to bat. I mean, Gene Stick was about – 75 years old at the time and jeff nelson a four-time world series winner six foot eight was pitching still throwing hard too yeah throwing 80, <laughs> 80 miles an hour so stick looks at me mike grab a bat it's like grab reggie jackson's bat off the bat rack and reggie gave me a dirty look i get the plate i didn't have time to get nervous i had no helmet on by the way when i was uh, facing nelly and i got two two count i hit it i thought it was out of the stadium but it was a nice uh, nice single the, pl the clip i play every day on my phone when i'm depressed it just gives me that and i see nelly at events all over uh, the tri-state area and I give him a hard time but it was really a day when i was a yankee and i played right field and i played so deep in right field against the old timers i didn't want anything hit over my head <laughs> so it was great but even like last night playing in the football game reliving our youth you know catching almost catching a pass a 60 yard Kurt warner and Both then her, you had uh sage sage rosenthal's uh, and threw me yeah. a 60 yard touchdown pass if i was a step faster would have had that but yeah. uh, it's just a great experience by the way jeff garcia my my hands are sore he throws a tightest spiral and i caught one and my fingers are throbbing today but yeah I you don't want to tell anybody that hurt because you're like ah, i did that uh, right i'm a man yeah, yeah, yeah. well right. kenny main looked worse than me this week, so i'm glad <laughs> that i didn't look as bad as kenny Kenny's hobbling. I'm still upright. <laughs> yeah, well, that was fun. Again, we yes. won the game 14-7 uh, to 7 for Sierra Delta, another great cause of B.J. Gannum. And, uh, yep. you know, and I also got to thank our sponsors today. Do a little home uh, – Do a little, right here, ProStance. These, these are amazing tools. Yep. Go to ProStance.net. Uh, these things can really change your child's life as far as coaching because a lot of backyard dads, and I know you've done a lot of backyard yep. coaching. You get your feet in the position, and the hitting can just come. You can focus on other things. So please go to – ProStance.net. We've got other kind of things. We've got games that they've invented for batting cages, so it's really great. But I got to get back to you, Mike. And now, what would you call yourself? Are you a promoter? Are you a philanthropist? Like you're, you got your hands in a little bit of everything. Promotion, I think, boxing, I think you philanthropist know. Philanthropist, and like, like you're doing. I think a motivational speaker. I think my story is one of resiliency. I've had a lot of setbacks and a lot of comebacks. I try to focus on the comebacks. We all have setbacks. And you talked a little bit earlier today about mental health. And I struggle with PTSD from 9-11 in Vegas. Physical injuries, you recovered. Mental health is a lot tougher. Um, so I try to focus on helping people with my story and say, look at what I'm doing. I'm getting in a ring. Spent life crisis. You turn 50, you either get a nice sports car, a hot girlfriend, or you get in a ring with Jerry Cooney. So I chose the, uh, the last thing. And I might be crazy for doing it, but it's something to uh, hopefully inspire others that they can get. And I learned boxing. And let me tell you, it looks easy. When you're hitting the mitts and hitting the bag, when you start getting sparring and you're getting hit by 25-year-olds and that headgear, it is <laughs> I really, but I'm having fun doing it, learning the game, 
and I retired the day after the match. I will retire from boxing. Um, I was one in three as an amateur fighter, and uh, I got disqualified my last fight in the Adirondack Golden Gloves in 1993 and for spitting out my mouthpiece. I was gassed in the second round, and the referee warned me, and I said, he's not going to disqualify me, and I spit it out before five seconds left in a round, and he disqualified me. Wow. So I left boxing on a bad note. This is redemption for me, um, having Mickey in my corner, and I just got to last the three rounds. So it's going to be a fun time, but then it's golf <laughs> so and flag football. Hey, but if you win, then you might get the hot girlfriend that will be excited that you beat Jerry Cooney. So that there's be, always that, that to look forward <laughs> it's to. It's always that angle. <laughs> All right, and that's coming up again. When and how can people watch it? Is there a website to purchase or do like June what's the 7th, best thing? Well, June 17th, it's YCS.org, um, and you'll see the fight night event. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some Sopranos coming out for the fight. I got Dwight Doc Gooden in my corner as well. I don't know what Doc's going to do. Maybe throw a baseball at my opponent. Um, but I have a lot of fun guys coming out. Sean Dead, a lot of football guys come to support. O.J. Anderson comes every year. Uh, we have Tracy Morgan, a comedian. You always need a comedian in your corner to entertain you. So when you're getting beat up, and Tracy's going to give you some motivational tips. He's a good friend of mine, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. And that's what it's all about, having fun for a good cause. And they say charity hurts. What was it, Thunderlips and Rocky Balboa? Yeah. Rocky got beat up, and they said charity hurts. Well, so. stay away from Tracy Morgan because he'll put a baby in you. You know, I if know. you get anywhere near him, he'll put a baby in you. That's yeah. what we always say. So, <laughs> Mike, uh, thanks for joining us. I, I do want to ask you one quick thing yeah. because it, it's almost like our veterans, you know, we don't we don't honor them enough. And if you could just take us through that 9-11 day a little bit, you know, yeah. just what you went through and if it's not too tough to no, just share I with us. Talk about it all the time. I think the darker – well, I'll give you a quick synopsis. I was uh, outside of Tower 2. I worked in Five World Trade Center. But by the time I got outside by Tower 2 on Greenwich and Liberty Street, the second plane hit. I was trampled, knocked unconscious, don't remember anything from 9.03 to like 9.37, I think, when I was admitted to the hospital that morning. Uh, I have no memory recall. But the scariest thing was being not knowing what was going on. I had no TVs to watch to like anybody at home. And probably the scariest moment was being in the hospital. I was in a triage, uh, which was outdoor courtyard at NYU downtown Beekman. And the debris cloud from the second tower collapsing, which came out down first at 959, went toward the Brooklyn Bridge. So I'm outside with two other injury, injury victims, and we didn't have any warning. We hear this cloud of, and we thought it was a nuclear bomb, because you're seeing this black smoke in your eyes, and the burning was very powerful for a couple of minutes, but you couldn't see anything. But you had, vision. you had to breathe that, though. I mean, are you worried that... You know, your lungs are going to have all that stuff that we've watched the firefighters and the responders die from it. I mean, is this something you got to think me. about? I'm in the World Trade Center Health Network, Health Registry. Every year I get checkups. Uh, I do have in my throat, I have reactive airways dysfunction syndrome, which a lot of people have. Um, but it's a scary thing. That day, you know, as you know, the, car, the, the carcinogens, pulverized concrete, debris in that cloud. And human bodies that were all yeah, part of that. It's so. scary. But, no, I've been taking good care of myself. And uh, But there's a lot of people. And I really helped... Uh, other rescue workers get their compensation uh, with the Victim Compensation Fund. I was proud of doing that. I lobbied with Ken Feinberg in 2004 to get uh, to open up the registration fund for rescue workers who serve to help uh, in, in the recovery. Well, that's amazing. And then we touched base a little bit on Mandalay Bay. So it's like, uh, what's next? Lightning? Are you going to get hit by lightning? Or? Nobody <laughs> wants to be around me. I feel like when I, when I travel, people don't want to be in the same room as me. But... You know, what I try to say, are you lucky or unlucky? I say I'm very lucky. You know, I don't look at anything that happened in my life. There's a reason why things happen, and there is a purpose behind it. And I'm just here to serve that purpose and, and help others. If I can help others by living my story and telling them it's that I'm doing my part. 
All right, Mike, thanks for taking a bit of time and your busy day to share with us. And again, where can people find you? I'm on TheMikeDempsey.com. All right, Mike, okay. thanks for joining us. We'll catch up with you later. Uh, Dave Stevens here again on Radio Row. I'm watching Lee Steinberg. He's going to be popping over in a little bit. Uh, we got all the stars. I'm watching 49ers that aren't playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, we've seen uh, Debo and, you know, all the guys are here. So uh, we'll continue to try to give it. And you know what is going on right now? If you look right behind me, I'm going to just do this on the fly here. Hey, guys. I've got all of the Quinnipiac guys working on their show tonight. These guys, these amazing students getting an opportunity. Santino, you guys wave. They're putting together their show tonight for Q30 that you can see on all the platforms for Quinnipiac and everything like that. So I'm Dave Stevens. I'm going to be here all day. Don't forget to follow us. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Great. Right. One of the best things I've done all day. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you. Yeah, but do like just a social segment. Do like, you know, like, 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 like